You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Yeah, that I think I'm 
Listening to African Perspectives, where we view the issues of our day from an African worldview and African centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission to our ancestors whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders whose shadows we walk in. I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters. In the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors and we say the word ashe. It simply means so be it. So we pour this libation to God for all that God has done and for all that God will do. We sashay. We pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity, everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future. We all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Tymeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured us libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. We say Ashe. We poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, 
Benin, Great Zimbabwe, civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So he poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the Ma'afa, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So we poured us libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We poured us libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we poured us libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted. And we will always resist. So we poured us libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We poured us libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We poured us libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad. The conduct towards each other is not good. Because why? We lack consciousness. And consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe. You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Good morning, African world. You are listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. And I am your host, Baba Oshi Hotel Family. Hope everything is well for you today. Hope you're going to have a good day today. Today, of course, is Marcus Garvey's birthday, so it should be an excellent day. And of course, it's right there here, right in the middle of Black August. So it will be a great day. So I hope you get a chance to do all the things you want to do, should do, must do, can do, and will do. And, of course, if the weather's not accommodating for you to do it, do it anyway. (laughs) 
We're here every African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain, 8 to 10 Pacific, or any other time around the world. But if you cannot listen to this program live, you can always go to our archives at timeforanawakening.com. At the top of the page, you'll see podcast. Click on that. The drop down, you'll see African Perspectives. Click on that, and there will be programs that are dated and titled. But of course, if you're going to use the shortcut, you know, whatever search engine you use, Firefox, Google, whatever, go there, put in babaoshi.net, B-A-B-A-O-S-H-I.net, babaoshi.net, and then click on that. And there, once again, will be programs that are dated and titled. Other programming we have here on Time for an Awakening Media. Once again, this program is every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. And all times I'm going to give our Eastern times. On Tuesdays, Black Reality Think Tank with Dr. William Rogers from 8 p.m. to 10. On Fridays, if it's Friday and it's 8 p.m., it's time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard on Fridays. On Saturday from 7 to 9 on Saturdays, Sankofa Elders Council from 7 to 9 on Saturdays. And then on Sunday, once again, it's time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard at 7 p.m. And the number to call is 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. We Buy Black. We Buy Black, the largest online marketplace for American African-owned businesses. Excuse me, it's webuyblack.com. Get everything you need from American African-owned businesses from We Buy Black. Dot com. We buy black. That's right. We buy black. Okay. Africa for the Africans. Africa for the Africans, Brother Bomani Tayemba. He has been uh, helping our people make that great trip to the motherland for many years, over 400 people. And uh, I tell you, he's serious. Go to his website, africaforthefricans.org. Everything you need is right there on the website for you to help make a trip of a lifetime. Of course, you don't have to go with him, but if you want to, because his prices are very reasonable, then you can, because he has about seven dates. Uh, going to Tanzania at the end of this year, November 17th to the 28th, 2022, $4,000. Going to Ghana, December 24th to January 5th, 2023, $4,000. Senegal and Gambia, March 30th to March, excuse me, March 30th to April 10th, 2023, $3,800. Senegal and Gambia. Going to Ghana, May 24th to June 5th, 2023, $4,000. Liberia, July 20th through the 29th, 2023, $3,800. Tanzania, November 16th through the, to the 27th. 2023, $4,000. South Africa, December 24th to January 4th, 2024, $4,200. $4,200. And of course, the prices did go up, and of course, everything has, and you understand that. Okay. And of course, there's, when you go to the website, there are places you can buy land, you can invest, you can repatriate, you can look at the community, the African community that they have in Ghana. Everything is on the one, brothers and sisters. Africa for the Africans dot org. Habasha. Habasha Incorporated. Uh, you know, the other day I went 
uh, talking about HabashaIncorporated.org. And I went to the uh, uh, where the Akashi Project is going to be happening. And it looks great. So just go to HabashaIncorporated.org on the website. Look at the beautiful things they're doing. The you know, look at their mission as a Pan-African organization that cultivates leadership in youth and families through practical experiences in agricultural education, sustainable agriculture, entrepreneurship, holistic health, and technology in the programs that they offer. And then when you go to the Kashi Project, you can click on that with the picture on the right, and there will give you the information and how much it is to go to Ghana October 8th through the 17th, October 8th through the 17th, the National Launch and what and the buildings that are already built. All the great things that they have done. Just, I'm telling you, org. The LEDGE program, LEDGE stands for Land for the Environmental Development for Group Economics. My good brother, Brother Peter Brown. Man, we got to get him back on. I keep saying that, but I got to give him a call. He's definitely willing, and I'm telling you, he's a good man. Of course, LADGE stands for the Environmental Development for the Group Economics. And they deal with the four areas for human existence, food, water, clothing, and shelter. They have 12 pro- projects in six countries in, on the continent with over 170 employed and over 260 members. Brothers and sisters, become a member of the LADGE group. And if you are a member, you have the opportunity to buy land. You can buy 200, you can buy an acre of land for $250. In Tanzania, you might buy that land and be overlooking Mount Kilimanjaro. I mean, a beautiful scenic, and you never know. Right there on the savannah, you never know. Ledge, the land, excuse me, ledge stands for land for the environmental development for group economics. Yeah. BBA2Me, A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I, dot com. And, of course, they do great work. Uh, go to abibiatumi.com and the great programs, especially the uh, the language programs that they're offering. Because, once again, I state that we need to speak with each other in a language, you know, that we can have cultural privacy. Yeah. So, because we want to unite our people. Because that's what Bibiatumi is about, uniting African people. Bibi Tumi is dedicated to complete and total liberation of African people. That's right, throughout Africa. And the diaspora, from under the domination of Europeans and their anti-African, anti-African collaborators, those suck-asses, those traitors. As such, Bibi Tumi seeks to reclaim and create systems and tools designed by African people for the benefit of African people in the interest and complete and total liberation, self-preservation, self-determination, survival, sovereignty in every area of human activity. Bibi Atumi is about continuing the work of our ancestors by restoring Ma'at. Bibi Atumi is about African liberation. African liberation is about the freedom to learn who we are, our ancestors, and the freedom from being who we are not inculcated by our oppressors. As Kemetic knew, we have a commitment to the survival, advancement, and maximization of the fullest manifestation of Kemet, the potentiality of the Kemet world. We are committed to creating and maintaining the space that will permit us to develop the necessary skills, motivation, and drive to create necessary focus, individual and collective, to reconstruct the Kemetic personality and the African world toward the Kemetic survival thrust. 
social organizations re refers to the interactive unity of uh, people and persons within that group and who, through the structural use of their aggregated resources, act to achieve the, the group's purpose and goals. Dr. Amos Wilson, Blueprint for Black Power. Oh, man, I got to say thank you to my good brother. You know, I'm always giving love to uh, Brother Lusk, Brother Ted Lusk, because he always sending me good stuff. He sent me a, a nice thing with uh, Dr. Amos Wilson, many of his speeches and others. I mean, just bam. <laughs> if anybody wants it, give me a call and I'll send it to you. Give me a call at 414-324-5796. I mean, also, I've done that many times and nobody calls, but hey, that's how, how it is. Because I offered the uh, the documentary uh, from um, Jeremiah Kamara, you know, Christianity, the religious roots of white racism, you know. I offered that. I can give you information how you can access that. Now, I would love for you to access the um, watch stack, but only thing I can say about that is go on YouTube and pay for the rental of it or pay for the, the, the for the film itself, which is about, I think, $6. I'm, I'm not sure what it is on Prime. On, um, what you call? On Prime. Uh, Amazon. On Amazon, I think it's about the same thing, but you can you can do that because I tried my best to find it on various streaming things, and you know just couldn't find it. Couldn't find the documentary itself. I have it. I have it on my computer, and I have two tapes <laughs> put away somewhere. So I got some stuff, but uh, that's what we're going to be, of course, dealing with on uh, Friday. I'm so excited, you know, definitely excited about promoting Watchstack. You know, okay. Where are we at? All right, my pharmacy, brothers, brothers and sisters. Contact brother Jabril at seven three one three two seven six two two nine. That's seven three one three two seven six two two nine. At my pharmacy. If you are on a lot of prescription medications and so forth, contact brother Jabril. He'll explain things to you. He'll work out a program for you. You know, you don't have to buy his stuff. But it was stuff is good, you know, and he'll tell you things that you need to do. If you want to contact him through email, contact him at smypharmacy at gmail.com. That's smypharmacy at gmail.com. S-M-A-I-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y at gmail.com. Smypharmacy. Brother Moses Wright. Moses right. Mo Brother Moses West of the Moses West Foundation. The Moses West Foundation and development to provide the world with drinking water because there is a crisis of water. Once again, um, because of climate change. And, and, you know, we try to think about that. You know, as I said before, I, I was uh, at the fire station back in the 80s. Uh, I was at the fire station at work and never forget it though I'm reading in the morning the newspaper on the issue of global warming remember they used to call that global warming before they started calling it climate change you know they, they were calling it global warming but 
because people were getting confused because, you know, they just thought it, it was always going to be hotter. You know, it's global warming. It's always going to be hotter and hotter and hotter. No, climate change or global warming was the, the extremes of weather patterns. Extreme cold, extreme hot, extreme hurricanes, earthquakes, and so forth. Extreme. And haven't they been? <laughs> Man. So this brother understands the dynamic of water. There's moisture in the air, even though water is evaporating. You can look at it. Just today they talked about the problem in the West. Man, thank I'm so glad I'm in the Southeast. It's raining and so forth. The lakes uh, that have been made and the rivers are, you know, there ain't no issue of drinking water here in the Southeast. But in the Southwest, millions, 40 million people are going to be affected. There are going to be issues of you just don't better not water no damn grass. I know you want some aesthetics, but you better not water no grass. You better have some drinking water and water to wash dishes and wash your ass. That's about it. But if you have an issue of drinking water, Brother Moses West is the person to see. So go to his website. The Moses West Foundation dot org. Moses West Foundation dot org. And he'll talk about atmospheric water generation technology. A W G. Atmospheric water generation because the, the droplets are in the moisture in the air. It goes through the machine and produces water continuously. So the issue, there ain't no issue about water, brothers and sisters. Water is there. Okay? Water is there. Right. The Medu bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall, Mama Nia. She had a birthday a few days ago. And um, of course, Baba Baruti will be doing a presentation from his book, Identity, this Friday, this Friday, from 5 p.m. to 6 30, close to 7, at the Medu bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall this Friday. The identity. Okay? So check that out. The Medu bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. Give Mama Nia a call at 404 346 3263. 404 346 3263. And okay, oh, Wadadas. I didn't mention Wadadas. Healthy Market and Juice Bar down the street from me here on Ralph David Abernathy. Across the street from the Soul Vegetarian, up the street from the Shrine of Black Madonna, which of course the Shrine will be hosting Marcus Garvey Day this Saturday. This Saturday, Marcus, and I'm quite sure all across the country, there'll be Marcus Garvey Days in Milwaukee. Um, Africans on the Move have been doing Marcus Garvey Day. This year they're doing it at the African American Women's Center on 30th and Valite. Marcus Garvey Day in Milwaukee. Um, if you have a Marcus Garvey Day where you are and you want to make it known, give me a call at 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. Oh, yes. Baba Baruti. Baba Baruti will be doing a presentation at the Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore in uh, the next couple weeks. Give Brother Gazimdi a jam. We'll call it 770-305-6373. That's 770-305-6373. The Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore and, and Coffee Bar. <laughs> and of course, I often mention the um, 
Black Wall Street market, the new Black Wall Street market here in the Atlanta area. Actually, it's in Stonecrest. It's off I-20 east of here. Get off on exit 75, which is Turner Hill Road, make a right. Three lights, make a right, and there it is on the left, the new Black Wall Street market. Us lifting us to economic development cooperative for our people tomorrow night. The Thursday night broadcast will be at 9 p.m. from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio. That is blogtalkradio.com forward slash ULU. Us lifting us. Thursday night broadcast. If you want to call to listen, you can do that or call to make questions, comments, or concerns. You would call the number and hit one and they'll put you in the queue and then they'll you know, open it up for you. And uh, so, and that is the call is 929-477-2789. That's 929-477-2789. Us, lifting us to economic development, cooperative for our people in the spirit of Ujamaa, cooperative economics, or as we like to say, family-centered economics. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop Located in Macon, Georgia, Brother Abija, and he has everything. I'm telling you, he got furniture, clothing, you name it, he's got it. He even has a vegan restaurant. He has a lot of programs, too. Community events at the Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop in Macon, Georgia, 2910 Napier Avenue in Macon, Georgia. Open Tuesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Give Brother Abija a call at 478-256-1166. That's 478 478- Two five six one one six six, Homeland Village Cultural Gift Shop. Sun Goddess Sense, Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop located at forty-one forty Jonesboro Road in Forest Park, Georgia. That is inside the International Discount Mall, booth two twenty-five. Brothers and sisters, um, Shelly Amon said, "Happy birthday to you, dear. I know you had a great time. It's all the beautiful pictures. You deserve it. So give my sister Shelly Amon said a call." It was her birthday a few days ago at 404-434-7963. That's 404-434-7963. Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop. Sanjay Dash Aiti, Sister Gabrielle really has been doing an outstanding job of educating our young children in the northeastern portion of the island of Haiti and providing them a better existence. Brothers and sisters, go to sanjay-haiti.org and see for yourself the educational component, the health component, the the, uh, sustainable agriculture, the entrepreneurship, all these things that are happening because of sanjay-haiti.org. S-O-N-J-E-A-Y-I-T-I.org. Sanjay-haiti.org. All right, all right. Akaban Institute and Baba Baruti, and you know how much I love them and all that they do. The school that is happening right now, and you can get into the you know Akaban Institute. Um, another number of programs that are coming up. I said that he will be speaking this Friday at the uh, Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall, uh, talking about his book Identity. So, and then another programs, all kinds of good stuff. You know, I'll always announce them because. Uh, I have a lot of admiration, love, and respect for the Baruti's good people. And I donate to them, and you know, because they deserve it. And y'all should too. I mean, all the things that I announce, all the things that I announce, 
I announced because, um, you know, they deserve it. They deserve it. <sighs> today, today is Marcus Garvey's birthday. That's right, family. Today is Marcus Garvey's birthday. Yeah, he was. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I'm going to play a piece. I'm going to do that. I'm going to play this piece then come back with some history and then come back with some more things about Marcus Garvey. Then I want you to join and you to talk to me about, you know, how important you feel Marcus Garvey is, you know, to our struggle. And, and, and I mean, I, to me, I can't say enough. You know, when I first, I didn't know about Marcus Garvey in school. You know, my conscious raising was at this program, sister, and I told her to, and I was blessed to uh, do libation for her memorial. Virginia Grant Stamper. Virginia Grant, then, she was married to Judge Stamper at the time. She was a teenager. She was about 20-some years old, maybe early 20s, her and her, all her other friends. And we had this program called Learn Power on, uh, in, right in the hood for the kids to come and to learn and get, get a little snack and so forth. And we taught them the history of our people. They learned the Black National Anthem. I didn't know. They learned about all these other people. I didn't know. Louis Latimer, you know, men and women of note of our, in our history. But most important, most important was Marcus Garvey, because I didn't know. And how great Marcus Garvey was. And of course, he was born in August. I'm telling you, Black August family. Black August. So, we're going to play a piece uh, of Marcus Garvey talking, of course. You want to you definitely hear the words of a great man. That's the beauty of, of the, the internet and the beauty of the electronics of the day, of the time. They can still, uh, you know, they can still record things and have it for posterity, you know. So, brothers and sisters, Marcus Garvey speaks. As the saying goes, let the ancestors speak. That's right, let the ancestors speak. Let the ancestors, you know. That's important. That's a, that's a beauty. Because when the ancestors speak, you know, it's right direct. I mean, I'm saying all kind of stuff, giving them love, giving them praise. But when you hear it directly from the ancestors and then follow with myself and many others who help substantiate it, you know, let you know we do, truly do, stand on the shoulders of those who came before us, those beautiful men and women who without foundation money, grant money, anything from the European they did it for the love of our people. Many didn't want nothing from the Caucasian. They just want to be left alone to do for ourselves. Brothers and sisters, this is Marcus Garvey. Did not suffer and die to give me an education to slight, oppress, or discourage my people. Because whatsoever education I acquired out of their sacrifice of over 300 years, I shall use for the salvation of the 400 million black people of the world. And the day when I forsake my people, may God Almighty say there shall be no more life for you. I honor 
unequivocally rejected the racist assumption of much white American Christianity, namely that God had created a black man inferior and that he had intended Negroes to be a servant class, hewers of wood and drawers of water. Well, I predicated my view of man on the doctrine of Imago Dei. All men, regardless of color, are created in the image of God. Now, from this premise followed the equality of all men and the brotherhood of all men. The biblical injunction of Acts 17.26 reminds us that he created of one blood all nations of men that dwell on the face of the earth. I was most interested in brotherhood within his own race. Because if Negroes are created in God's image and Negroes are black, then God must, in some sense, be black. If the white man has the idea of a white God, let him worship his God as he desires. We have found a new ideal. Because whilst our God has no color, and yet it is human to see everything through one's own spectacles, and since the white people have seen their God through their white spectacles, we have only now started to see our God through our own spectacles. But we believe in the God of Ethiopia, the everlasting God, God of Father, God of Son, God of Holy Ghost, the one God of all ages. That is the God in whom we believe, but we shall worship him through the spectacles of Ethiopia. For 250 years, we have struggled under the burden and rigors of slavery. We were maimed, we were brutalized, we were ravaged in every way. We are men. We have hopes, we have passions, we have feelings, we have desires just like any other race. The cries raised all over the world of Canada for the Canadians, of America for the Americans, of England for the English, of France for the French, of Germany for the Germans. Do you think it unreasonable that we, the blacks of the world, should raise a cry of Africa for the Africans? The Negro is a man. We represent a new Negro. His back is not yet against the wall. We do not want his back against the wall because that would be a peculiar and desperate position. We do not want him there. It is because of this that we are asking for fair compromise. Where the Belgians have control of the Belgian Congo, which they cannot use, they have not the resources to develop, nor the intelligence. The French have more territory than they can develop. There are certain parts of Africa in which they cannot live at all. So it is for you to come together and give us a United States of Africa. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are not going to be a race without a country. God never intended it, and we are not going to abuse God's confidence in us as men. We are men, human beings, capable of the same acts as any other race, possessing under fair circumstances the same intelligence as any other race. Now, Africa's been sleeping, not dead, only sleeping. Today, Africa's walking around not only on our feet, but on our brains. You can enslave us what's done for 300 years, the bodies of men. You can shackle the hands of men. You can shackle the feet of men. You can imprison the bodies of men. But you cannot shackle or imprison the minds of men. Die down, black men, and take. Reach up, black men and women, and pull all nature's knowledge to you. Turn ye around and make a conquest of everything, north and south, east and west. And then when you have wrought well, you will have merited God's blessing. You will have become God's chosen people. And naturally you will become leaders of the world. And as you bow down to the white man today, so will other races bow down to you and call you a race of master because of the superiority of your mind and your achievement. Because no race has the last word on culture and civilization. They do not know what we are capable of. They do not know what we are thinking. They're thinking in terms of dreadnoughts, battleships, aeroplanes, submarines. You know what we're thinking about? That is our own private business. <laughs> so give us credit for being able to use our minds. And with people becoming conscious of themselves, determined to use their minds, you do not know to what extent they can go. Liberate the minds of men, and ultimately you will liberate the bodies of men. We love the white race. 
Not for social fellowship, but for the common brotherhood of God intended we should live. What satisfaction can anyone get in being happy and see his brother wallowing in filth, dirt, and disease? How can you be happy living in luxury and your brother's living in disease, and then when you try to help the one out of the disease, the subtle culprit talks about disloyalty? Black men of Carthage, black men of Ethiopia, of Timbuktu, of Alexandria, gave the light of civilization to this world. Ethiopia shall stretch forth her hands unto God, and princes shall come out of Egypt. The classes, nations, races have been quite quiet for over four centuries. Who has merely borne abuse, insult, humiliation? Whose forbearance can only be compared to the prophet Job, has likewise lifted his bowed head and raised it up to God's skies and cried out, I am a man, and demand a man's chance and a man's treatment in this world. That I shall teach the black man, I shall teach the black man to see beauty in his own kind and stop bleating his skin and otherwise looking like what he's not. In the days of slavery, race mixture, mis- miscegenation had occurred because the African woman had no protection from the slave master. Therefore, there is no need today for black people to themselves freely continue a practice that smacks so much of slavery. <laughs> Our critics said that the race problem will be solved through higher education, through better education, and black and white will come together, that they will never happen until Africa is redeemed. Because if those who like W.E.B. the Bois believe that the race problem will be solved in America through higher education, they will walk between now and eternity and never see the problem solved. God made man lord of his creation, gave him possession and ownership of the world. And you have been so darned lazy that you have allowed the other fellow to run away with the whole world and now he's bluffing you and telling you that the world belongs to him and that you have no part in it. I don't have to apologize to anybody for being black because God Almighty knew exactly what he was doing when he made me black. If black people knew their glorious past, then they would be more inclined to respect themselves. Yes, you heard of Johnny Walker Red. And black. Well, he had his adversities, but he's still going strong. <laughs> well, I intend, with your help and God's grace, to continue. Because my work has only just begun. And future generations shall have in their hands the guide by which they shall know the sins of the 20th century. I know, and I know you too believe in time, but we shall wait patiently for 200 years, if need be, to face our enemies through our posterity. When my enemies are satisfied, in life, I shall come back, or in death, even to serve you as I served before. In life, I shall be the same. In death, I shall be a terror. Can be to be the real mark of Gabby, I would like to be. If I may come in an earthquake or a plague or a pestilence or as God would have me, then be assured that I shall never desert you and make your enemies triumph over you. Will I God not go to hell a million times for you? If I die in Atlanta, my work will only just then begin. For I shall live in the physical or the spiritual to see the day of Africa's glory. When I am dead, wrap the mantle of the red, the black and the green around me, for in the new life I shall rise up first with God's grace and blessing to lead the millions of the heights and the triumph that you will know.
Look for me in a world when I reform. Look for me all around you. For with God's grace, I shall come back with countless millions of black men and women who have died in America, those who have died in the West Indies, and those who have died in Africa to aid you in the fight for liberty, freedom, and life. Any leadership that teaches you to depend upon another race is a leadership that will enslave you. Any leadership that teaches you to depend upon another race is a leadership that will enslave you. They gave leadership to our foreparents and that leadership made them slaves. But we have decided to find a leadership of our own to make ourselves free men. Our great scholars having passed through the colleges and universities have thrown away the blessed record. Babylon did it. Assyria did it, France under Napoleon did it, Germany under Prince von Bismarck did it, England under America under George Washington did it, Africa with 400 million black people can do it. If you cannot do it, if you are not prepared to do it, then you will die. You race of cowards, you race of imbeciles, you race of good for nothing. If you cannot do what other men have done, what other nations have done, what other races have done, then you have better die. Can we do it? We can do it. We shall do it. We have prayed to God for vision and for leadership. And he has given us our universal visions. A vision that will not limit our possibilities to America. A vision that will not limit our possibilities to the West Indies. But a vision that said it must be a free and redeemed Africa. Christ to crucify, Christ to despise. We appeal to you for help, for succor, for leadership. When you endeavor to carry your burden of the heights of Calvary. When white men spawned you. When white men scorned you, when white men spat upon you, when white men pierced your side out of with blood and water gospel, it was a black man in the name of Simon the Syrian who took your cross and bore it up the heights of Calvary. And now that we are bearing our burden of being so heavy, we just ask that you just help us all up the heights. Oh yes, the cause is grand, the cause is glorious. Surely we shall not turn back. Oh, Ceylon, 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 almighty ship of state, Ceylon. Ceylon until the flag of the red, the black, and the green is perched upon the hills of their Africa. Because the time has come for the black man to forget his hero worship of other races. And to create and emulate heroes of his own. We must canonize our own saints. Create our own artists. And elevate the positions of fame and honor black men and women who have made a distinct contribution to our racial history. Sojourner Truth is worthy of a place of sainthood alongside the throne of Ark. Christmas Harris and George William Garden are entitled to the halo of martyrdom with no less glory than the martyrs of any other race. Toussaint Levitur's brilliancy as a soldier or a statesman outshone that of any other people. Hence he's entitled to the highest place as a hero among men. Because Africa's created millions and countless millions of black men and women in war and peace. Whose luster and bravery outshone that of any other people. So why not see good and perfection in ourselves? We must inspire our literature and promulgate a doctrine of our own without any apologies to the powers that be. That right is ours and God. Let sentiments and cross opinions go to the winds. We are entitled to our own opinion and are not obligated to or bound by the opinions of others. If others laugh at you, return the laughter to them. 
If they mimic you, return the compliment with equal force. Because they have no more right to dishonor, discredit you in manhood than you have in dealing with them. Honor them when they honor you. Disrespect and disregard them when they vilely treat you. Their arrogance is but skin deep. An assumption that has no foundation in morals or in law. They have sprung from the same family tree of obscurity as we have. Their history is as rude in its primitiveness as ours. Their ancestors were running wild in living in trees of branches like monkeys as ours. They made human sacrifices, ate the flesh of their own dead and wild meat from beasts for centuries, even as they have accused us of doing. Their cannibalism is more prolonged than ours. When we were embracing the, the banks of the, of the Nile, they were still drinking blood out of the, out of the skulls of their conquered dead. After our civilization had reached the noonday of progress, they were still living in holes with bats, rats, and other insects and animals. After we had already unfathomed the mystery of the stars and reduced the heavenly constellation to minute and regular calculus, they were still backwards men living in ignorance and in blatant darkness. The world is indebted to us for the benefits of civilization. They stole our arts and sciences from Africa. Then why should we be ashamed of ourselves? Their modern improvements. To be, re to be reflected and resurrected by our generation and our posterity. Why should we be discouraged if somebody laughs at us today? Who to tell what tomorrow will bring forth? Did they not laugh at Christ, Moses, Muhammad? Was there not a Carthage, Greece, and Rome? So we see and have changes every day. So pray, walk, be steadfast, and be not dismayed. Because as the Jew is held together by his religion, the white race is by the assumption and the unwritten law of superiority. The Mongolian by the precious tie of blood. Likewise, the black man must unite in one grand racial hierarchy. Our union must know no crime, no nationality. But let us all hold together in every country, in every crime, making a racial empire upon which the sun shall never set. Let no voice but your own speak to you from the depths. Let no influence but your own rouse you in time of peace and time of war. Hear all, but attend only to that which concerns you. Your allegiance shall be to your God, your race, your country. Remember that the Jew in his political and economic origins always was the Jew. The white man is first a white man under all circumstances, so you can do no less. Be black, buy black, think black, and all else will take care of itself. Let no one inoculate you with evil doctrines to suit his own convenience. Charity begins at home. So force to thyself be true, and thou canst not then be false to no matter. Because God and nature first made us what we are. And out of our own creative genius, we make ourselves what we want to be. Follow always that great law. Let God in the sky be our limit and eternity our measurement. There is no height to which you cannot climb without the active intelligence of your own mind. Mind creates, and as much as we desire in nature, we can have through the creation of our own mind. And today, being scientifically the weaker race, you shall treat others only as they treat you. 
but in your homes and everywhere possible. You must teach the higher development of science to your children. And make sure, and make sure that we have a race of scientists par excellence. For in religion and science lies our only hope to withstand the evil designs of modern materialism. Never forget your God. Remember that we live, work, and pray for a binding racial hierarchy whose only natural, spiritual, and political limits shall be God and Africa at home and abroad. With one, with God's dearest blessings, I leave you for a while. One love. The words of the Honorable Marcus Mosiah Garvey family. You know, it's vitally important that we as African people on this program consistently, this is what we, this is what he was talking about. He was talking about independence, self-determination, liberation, and sovereignty for African people. He was talking about Pan-Africanism or perish, unify or die. It is, there is no other way. There is no other way, family. Either we do this, begin to come together and do this, or we will die. He was emphatic. It's a 17-minute speech. Many of the things I know you heard before in quotes by Marcus Garvey. Oh, also, too, before we take a break, I want to uh, let you know that yesterday was my good friend and brother Renoko's birthday. Renoko made his transition last year in August, early part of August. I made mention of that in Kemet. He died just like. Nana Bofor died doing the work in Kemet with a, a tour in Kemet. And uh, Renoko, consider Renoko a friend, even though I know he was younger than me, but he was a friend. He was a good brother. You know? So, we're going to take a break, family. Wait a minute. I wanna, I've been trying... Let me get let me catch this caller here. Four oh four six nine seven. Four oh four six nine seven. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. Black August. That's right. Praise the red, the black and the green. Ashe. Uh and just wanted to say Asante for playing that awesome, mesmerizing, yes. synthetic words yes. of the honorable Marcus Mag- Marcus Messiah Garvey. That yes. was just so awesome. Yes. You know, he I, just I, uh, I firmly agree. I mean, even though I'm going to read some stuff, but it's not like the, the the hearing the voice, hearing the words himself speaking to us. You know, that the ancestors. Yeah, he's just a, a saint and a, such a profound Pan Africanist yeah. and leader. I mean, it, it was just awesome. I I, yeah. I just wanted to say a Sante, and you know, I call his name, I raise his name, I praise his name. Always, just, yes. Oh, yes, nice. it was just awesome, Brother mm-hmm. Osi Sante. It, it was is. just 
That's just that yeah, right. We gotta I mean he's he's teaching us and, and for us to follow his teaching. Yep. You Always. know, his words are so profound. Mm-hmm. Always. I so say. we're gonna we're gonna talk, uh you know, hopefully you stay stay around so you can add some words to what we're gonna talk about in, in the second half of the program, okay? Ashe. Ashe, Ashe, my Okay, I'll be feeling Okay, Bibi Yes, brothers and sisters, you're listening to African Perspectives. Here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. We're going to... Uh... Brother, Brother Jay. Hey, what's happening, OC? I, I just... I know you've been going in and out here, man. You okay? <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, no. I had um, you, you had Garvey on, and I got another call, so I had okay. to okay, okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, man, no, 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 man. <laughs> I mean, today is um Garvey's yeah. birthday. I heard they're signing a petition to ask um, you know, Biden to commute and give a pardon uh, yes. to uh yes. you know yes. Garvey. But you it's, know it's symbolism. I, I had heard yeah, it's I symbolism. Had heard that you put a little mean out there about your boy Puff the Magic Negro yeah. Obama. Oh, about did. how, you know, he <laughs> didn't do anything wrong and he was a good Negro and all that. And you I just had to laugh you when I heard about it because if the Negro was of real value and any good and loved African people, why didn't this son of a bee yeah. um, pardon Garvey? Right. I mean, he was but you asked, know, I tell he you, was asked about him and the white woman loving, yeah, um, Jack Johnson, yep. who you know, Fredo pardon, yeah, he that deep. You know, that, you I know, mean, I tell you, know, I tell you, I tell you, I tell you, when I thought that, check it out, Jay. When I thought Barack coming in, I thought that you know he, you know, he'd be more us. But I got, but but then again, of course, I, I, you know, I was just tripping because anybody who takes a position. As the president of the United Snakes of America, you do the bidding of the crackers. This is this is this is the defense arm of white supremacy. Oh, right, this is the defense arm of white yeah. supremacy. You know, so don't I mean, expect. Black folks don't understand right. that. So don't expect his ass. Right. So don't. Ex- so don't expect his ass to be having Kwanzaa. In the in, in the White House, don't e- don't expect him to pardon Jack Johnson and Marcus Garvey and political prisoners. Don't expect that. Don't expect him to be a man, a real damn man. So if that's the case, why are you trying to praise that Negro man? I mean, to me, he, he, he yeah, because I, cause I don't praise. I, I didn't see it. No. I looked on your page. No, Jay, I, I don't praise him. You know, I was gonna leave a comment about right. It. No, I don't praise him. No. Okay. One of the most that, egregious things that, that son of a bitch did, disaster. one of the most egregious things that son of a bitch did was help get Muammar Gaddafi murdered. Well, you know? I had to tell that to James Small last night. He he had, you know, was talking about Obama. Obama, Obama ain't do nothing for African people, but mm. other than try and uh, push Monkey manism right, on the people. Right, exactly. Well, I, mean, I mean, let's keep and it real. And what's so crazy is, this is what's so crazy. When Obama first started out, he was against monkey manism. 
and twisted sister Izzo. What happened? They well, broke his back, right. and he was What's... a staunch component of Monkey Man and Twisted Sister, Izzo, Once again, and went around the world promoting Once... it, right? Because trying to get because Jay, country because to go along Jay, with Jay. it and telling them if they didn't. They that, would be cut off. That's right. They wouldn't be defunded. But Jay, you always, as I said earlier, moments ago, if you are the president of the United States, your ass is dictated to by the true powers that be. You're just a figurehead. You won't be making no damn proclamations and claims and, and doing things for black. No, hell no. You do what we tell you to do. You know, you do okay. what we that, dictate that to you to do. That's that the Negro, that Negro ain't done nothing. No, but like no. Al and the rest of them, Jesse and the rest of right. them, become rich, yep. rich men off of the backs of, of the pain and suffering of, our of black people with yep. the auspice that they go do something for their black ass and they do nothing but lead them into a burning house. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, sometimes we are the people. Just don't see it. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, it's nice. Well, I can't even say that it's nice he became the president because I don't give a damn about America in that sense. No. But the thing no. is, I mean, I was I was having a little discussion with a beautiful sister on Instagram, mm -hmm. I, and she was using Barack Obama as you know a symbol of you have a better chance of becoming the president as a black and brown person than you do becoming an NBA player, which is kind of screwed <laughs> because there's only 46 yeah. um, presidents and there's, <laughs> you know, 4,000 right. NBA players. Play, exactly. So it's a little cool. But our point was that you should, you know, push your kids in – to um, stem, you know what I right, mean? Which, right. which I totally well, I mean, agree with. Well, I, I mean, mean I, listen, I know. agree with stems. I also agree, uh, agree with vocational learning, how to learning trades, yeah. carpentry, electric, all the plumbing, all of that. But listen, I got another call, Jay. You stay with me, and, and I'm going to oh, talk hope, about. Yeah. Okay, I right on. I have to cut off. Okay, but, I, yeah, got I got you. you. All right, Jay. 716, 716, good afternoon. Good afternoon from the left bank of New York. What's up, man? What's up, Mike Brown? The infamous you, Mike Brown. Buffalo, New York, you. brothers and sisters. Buffalo, New York. <laughs> I am so pleased to be able to engage my good brother from right the on. little west. <laughs> yes, sir. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Listen, y'all have really opened up a can of whip ass with you that brought up Barack Obama. <laughs> Let me yeah. tell you, I was cool with, you know me, yeah. Oshi. I was cool with dude, you know. Mm -hmm. He was all of that in a bag of chips, nobody doubted. Nobody better prepared to be in that space than he. Mm -hmm. Okay? Okay. But ever since he kicked this boy to the curb, the Reverend Wright. Right. He went total right. <laughs> he, he kept right. He went total going. white. <laughs> yeah, he went total right then. It wasn't enough to kick his boy yeah. to the curb. Yeah. But it's a matter that we need and he needs to sit down and have a re a real critique. An intellectual one, 
a political one, a social critique. Mm -hmm. Because all of what he had been doing and didn't do is still with us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We haven't lost no opportunity to correct the wrong. We have not lost no opportunity. Mm-hmm. He could pardon the uh, brother right now. He should yeah. probably pick up the phone and call uh, Biden to do Biden. it. Biden, yo, yeah. I got some loose ends over there. Tighten right them on. up for me, would you? Right on. Yeah, I, I understand. Should yeah, happen. I mean, uh, Biden been putting his name out front. Oh, Barack, this is Obama, that. Yeah, oh, okay, dude, but payback time now, yeah. Cap. Yeah. Oh, payback time. I, he should have another office right in the White House. <laughs> Well, he is well, right well, in well, Brock year. is advising, so you see, you know, you know that's that's the case. You know, he is. Uh, I don't know that's the case. Yeah, well, you know, oh, I don't know. It's that shadow. It's that shadow It's that shadow. He would cabinet. advise him to get a walker if he was advising him. He advised him to get a wheelchair and really play it all the way to the max FDR it all the way, Jack. But he yeah. ain't advising him, man. That yeah. boy is off. Uh, yeah. buying houses in a slave camp <laughs> at Cape Cod and yeah. denying the uh, the little kids on the border any support at all from a supposed Nobel Prize winner. Mm. <laughs> what? <laughs> Get out of Dodge, dude. Come on. <laughs> well, listen, all Mike. that town bullshit y'all was running about yeah. him being all of that, man, that boy was nothing but a porch monkey with a good dad. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here with the bullshit. Excuse my French. Okay, listen, I got. I wanted to call you, yeah, to see if you plan on being in uh, in Hartford. I'm leaving Saturday, brother. I'll be there Saturday. I'll be there Saturday in Hartford all next but, week. But tell, tell your listeners that uh, in the audience, you know, why would you be going to Hartford? I mean, nobody on a dare goes to Hartford. <laughs> Not even on a dare. Well, I'm going to go to Hartford, man, to be with my brothers and sisters of the, of the IEBPFF, the International Association of Black Professional Firefighters. Some brothers and sisters who I've grew up with, who helped raise me. Who, and if I have any height at all, it's because of Charlie Green and Hyacinth, and of course, Dave Floyd and Charlie Hendricks. And also, too, uh, I talked to Queen Mother Hendricks. She's, she's going to be there, and Queenie's going to be there. Oh, so, man, yeah, it's going to be beautiful, man. It's so beautiful. It's going to be beautiful, man. You know that. So I can't, I can't wait, man. I can't wait. So. No, no, you can't. Yeah. You can't. And I think that, uh, you know, I'm happy that you were able to alert your audience to uh, this fine 50th golden anniversary, postponed yeah. but never delayed. Right. You know? That's right. But uh, it is time marching on. Mm-hmm. And I would hope that the uh, that the next 50 years, and there will be a next 50 years, okay? There will be a next 50 years. The issue is whether we'll be here as black firefighters or not. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the years will be there. But where oh, will we be? be yeah, the years will be there. That, that's a that's a given. <laughs> but the question is, with global we... warming and its effects of global warming, you had better have some firefighters. Yeah, <laughs> some rank and some kind of stripe. You had yeah, better exactly. have some. Exactly. I know what they beating the drums in Oakland right now, yeah. looking for some firefighters to go out to the woods now. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, we you know we are the original firefighters, you know. Yeah, oh yeah, that's like the sister, the sister who was enslaved, man. She was one of the first firefighters on that bucket brigade, you know. 
I'll yeah. tell you what, <laughs> there was no brigade bucking or otherwise without us. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> bucking or otherwise. But I love, and if I, we had only been as inhuman as we had been treated, we would have folded our arms and sat on the ground and, and kept warm. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> and kept warm, but no. <laughs> We refuse to be less than human. Because mm-hmm. that's who we are. We refuse. We're, that's who we in, are. In our, in, our, in our DNA, we are the first humans on the planet. Exactly. It may be the us, only. understood that. Yeah, I hear you. Based but on listen, some but, of the actions I've seen for so-called knuckle-dragging yeah. motherfucking humanoids. <laughs> it may cockle, be the only. Those, those cockazoids. <laughs> huh? Those cockazoids. Listen, yeah, I'm a, yeah, I got to take a break. I got to take a break. When I come back from the break, I'm going to talk more about Marcus Garvey. It's his day. We're paying tribute to Marcus Garvey. You stay with us, Mike Brown. Okay? Okay, brother. I appreciate you, man. I really do. All right. Brothers and sisters, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. You stay with us. We'll be right back. You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshie. On Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Oh, designed to kill your own people. Uh, uh, Sex offenders will do the people. 
you me? Baby, we ain't going nowhere. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Once again, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com with the programming we have here. That was uh, Sister Shabless. We, we got to go back to the ancient ways. That's right. Sister Shabless. Oh, I'm going to play the other cut. Uh, but somehow, well, you know, I've been having problems with my radio piece, so I'm going to correct it when I get back from out of town. Believe me, thanks with the effort of my good brother, Brother Kwaku. We'll get it straightened out. Uh, other program we have here on Time for an Awakening, once again, this program every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And then on Tuesdays, Tuesday evening at 8 p.m. from 8 to 10, Black Reality Think Tank with Dr. William Rogers. On Friday, from 8 p.m. on, the Time for an Awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. On Saturday from 7 to 9, the Sankofa Elders Council. And then on Sunday at 7 p.m., Time for an Awakening once again with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And the number to call is 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. Okay. Marcus Mosiah Garvey. Born on this day, August 17th, 1887 in St. Anne's Bay, Jamaica. He died June 10th, 1940 in London. Never setting foot on African soil. I think that's a deep irony. It really is. That he never set foot on African soil. And the fact that he died in London. Man, but his achievements are great. Larger for what he did, he was just fantastic. So I'm going to go through some facts about Marcus Garvey. Marcus Mosiah Garvey was born on August 1787 in St. Anne Bay's, Jamaica. His parents were Marcus Garvey, a senior, a stonemason, and Sarah Jane Richards, a domestic worker. The Garveys had 11 children, nine of whom died in early childhood. Only Marcus and his eldest sister, Indiana, lived into adulthood. Marcus Garvey. His first wife was Amy Ashworth Garvey. They were married a couple of years. You know, she died. She was born in 1897 and she died in 1969. They married in New York in 1919, but divorced 
a few years later, Amy Ashworth Garvey was a very active Pan-Africanist, very, uh, very active Pan-Africanist, social worker and activist for women's rights. Amy Ashworth Garvey. And Marcus Garvey's second wife was Amy Jacques Garvey. She was born in 1895 and she died in, in 1973. They married in New York in 1922 after his divorce. She was his personal secretary. Amy Jacques Garvey played a key organizational role in the UNIA and was instrumental in teaching people about Marcus Garvey after he passed. She and Garvey had two sons, Marcus Garvey Jr. and Julius Winston Garvey. Garvey came to England in 1912. Garvey worked at the offices of the African Times and the Oriental Review Journal under the leadership of Druid Muhammad Ali, the famous African nationalist and journalist. The African Times and the Oriental Review was the first political journal produced by and for African people ever published in Britain. It was produced during the 1912, 1913, and 1917-1918 on a monthly basis and was printed in Fleet Street in London. Marcus Garvey returned to Jamaica from England in 1914 with the help of an associate, Ennis Soli, and about four others. He created the Universal Negro Improvement Association and the African Communities League, the UNIA and the ACL, and launched it on the 1st of August. Once again, Black August family, Black August. So many things happen in August. Starting organization, our organization, the Black Firefighters Organization, started in August of 1972, which uh, was the Emancipation August. Not well, excuse me. Our organization started in 1970. I apologize. It started in 1970. Okay, 1970. Got to be right, y'all. And of course, uh, he started the organization in 1914, which is also Emancipation Day. Emancipation Day. August 1st is Emancipation Day in the Caribbean. In the Caribbean. The first UNIA division was formed in New York in 1970. Within a month, the organization had 2,000 members all over the United States. By 1920, the UNIA had 1,100 chapters in 40 countries around the world, such as the UK, Cuba, Panama, Costa Rica, Ghana, and many, many others. By 1926, the membership of the UNIA had grown to over 11 million members. Marcus Garvey built the largest African organization in world history. He didn't have all the things that we have right now. He didn't even have telephone. Most of the organizer was through the newspaper that he established, the Negro World. Wow. But the people were committed. Those men and women who were with him were committed. The first UNI division was formed in New York in 1917. Within a month, the organization had 200 members all over the United States. By 1920, UNIA, I read that. Okay, let me go back. In 1918, nine years after the failure of his first newspaper, The Watchman, Garvey and the UNIA created the Negro World. 
It grew quickly from being a weekly into a worldwide phenomenon with a peak circulation of 200,000. It featured reports from the United Chapters, poetry, literary concepts, a women's page, and commentary on global events significant to African people. It had sections in Spanish and French. Colonial authorities feared the colonial, the Caucasian, the crack, feared the Negro world, and it was banned in many countries, such as Belize, Trinidad, Guyana, Jamaica, and several other African countries. In fact, if you were caught with the Negro world, and I know that they, uh, my dear friend, Sister Marimba Ani, when she has Abakas and Sumsum in May, she has the African world, which the good brothers and sisters in, uh, in San Antonio, Texas, you know, they, they do the publishing of it. It's just outstanding. The African world. Garvey and other African activists, partly inspired by the Irish movement for independence from England, rule and thus named the UNIA headquarters Liberty Hall after Liberty Hall in Dublin. Ireland, which was symbolic, a symbolic seat of the Irish rebellion, the Irish revolution, located at 114 West 138th Street in New York, Liberty Hall had a seating capacity, Liberty Hall had a seating capacity of 6,000. Wow. It was dedicated on July 27, 1919. Garvey had nightly meetings at Liberty Hall, which drew up to 6,000 people at a time. Wow. For an entire month of August, 1920, Garvey, UNIA, and ACL organized, the organization held its first international convention in New York City in August of 1920. Most events were held at uh, Liberty Hall. Its biggest event was held at New York's world-famous Madison Square Garden. An estimated 25,000 people attended the convention from all over the world. Delegates from 25 African countries were in attendance as well. The convention adopted the Declaration of Rights of the Negro People of the World, which was one of the earliest and most complete document advocating human rights and detailing the abuses against African people worldwide. The document made demands such as the freedom of Africans for, the, uh, for African people of the world, the condemnations of the term nigger, nigger, see, it was nigger, nigger, and the stipulation that Negro be spelled with a capital N. No taxation without representation. Equal treatment before the law. The condemnation of segregation and lynching. Marcus Garvey launched the UNIA's first major commercial venture, the Black Star Line Steamship Corporation in New York in 1919. The goals of the corporation were established. An efficient method and mode of transportation, communication, and trade among African people worldwide and to enhance the stature, self-image, and pride of these communities. The public invested in the corporation by purchasing stock shares at $5 each. The corporation purchased its first ship, the SS Yermonth, month. It's pronounced mouth, but Yermonth, like Smith, your Smith, maybe. In September of 1999, it was later unofficially renamed the SS Frederick Douglass after the African-American 
abolitionists. The, the Frederick Douglass proceeded to sail for three years between U.S. and West Indians, West Indian Islands, and the first Black Star ship with all African crew and an African captain. In 1920, Garvey established the Negro Factories Corporation and offered stock for American Africans to buy. He raised $1 million for the project. He wanted to produce everything that the nation needed so that American Africans could completely rely on their own efforts. I love it. It generated income and provided jobs by its numerous enterprises, including a chain of grocery stores, restaurants, steam laundry, tailor shops, dressmaking shops, uh, making clothes, fashion, hats, and so forth, accessories, publishing houses, and a dial, manu- and a dial factory. In New York City alone, Garvey owned several buildings, owned a fleet of trucks, and over a thousand American African people working in his business. Garvey's UNIA also adopted the Phyllis Wheatley Hotel at 313 West 136th Street in New York. Garvey's ultimate dream was for the independent of all African countries and the creation of a United States of Africa. The UNIA embarked on a plan to repatriate some Africans from the United States and other parts of the African diaspora back to Africa. They were going to use Liberia, a country established in 1822 by the American Colonization Society, was the intended geographical base of the UNIA's African colonization venture. Garvey had enemies. Garvey had enemies, including J. Edgar Hoover and ironically W.E.B. Du Bois. Du Bois was an integrationist who did not support a separate African state and repatriation. Du Bois was also opposed to Garvey's association with the Klan. His criticism of mulatto leadership and his belief in African racial purity. Du Bois, along with other NACP members, organized the Garvey Must Go campaign and colluded with the United States to have them deported. The FBI established a special counterintelligence program called, no, no, this COINTELPRO was established long after Garvey to neutralize political, but the same effect, to neutralize political dissent. Between the, the years 1956 and 1971, the FBI used COINTEL program to investigate radical national political groups for intelligence that would be led, but that would lead to involvement of foreign enemies with these groups. According to, the FBI, according to the FBI documents, one of the purposes of the COINTEL program was to expose, disrupt, misdirect, discredit, and otherwise neutralize the activities of African nationalists. They wanted to prevent the rise. They wanted to prevent the rise of a black messiah, just like it with Fred Hampton. In 1919, Hoover hired the first American African, or the first Negro agent, <laughs> the first Negro agent to infiltrate the UNIA. The agent was James Wormley Jones, was referred to as code number 800. One of Garvey's close confidants, Herbert Boland, was a spy for the FBI as agent P-138. In 1923, 
When the steamship company went bankrupt, Garvey was convicted of mail fraud by using United States mail to fraudulently collect money for investment in a ship that was never acquired. He went to jail for two years. He went to prison here in Atlanta. His sentence was commuted by Calvin Coolidge before Garvey was deported. Was deported. In 1928, Garvey created the People's Political Party, which was Jamaican first modern political party and the first to defend the interests of African majority. The party's manifesto called for official representation in the British Parliament, a minimum wage, land reform, a Jamaican university, judicial reform, a government-run electoral system, public high schools and libraries, and a national opera house. In an effort to rebuild the international influence of the UNIA, Garvey moved to London in 1935. In London, Garvey continued to speak extensively, appearing frequently at Speaker's Corner in Hyde Park. Garvey had a stroke in January of 1940, which left him partially paralyzed. In May of 1940, George Padmore, Pan-Africanist, Brother George Padmore, writer, wrote an article stating that Garvey was dead, which upset Garvey, and he suffered a second stroke or heart attack. Maybe he got the information, didn't check it out, that Garvey, you know, that happened to me. <laughs> he said his brother was passed, and I put it out there, and the sister said, is he passed? No. He's not. I thought, oh, damn. No, but he, he was in hospice. He was, he, and he just died the next day, you know. But at the time that I threw that out there, he wasn't, I believe. Felt bad, you know. So to me, wait. Garvey died June 10th, 1940 in London at the age of 53 without ever, without ever setting foot on African soil. What an irony without ever setting foot, a man who loved Africa, who understood that his Africa is ours and we need to control Africa. We need to have ourselves doing everything possible to raise Africa to prominence in the world, controlling the land, controlling the resources, organizing the people, building cities, building ports, building highways, railroad systems, building hospitals, Managing the land for food. Africa could feed itself. Africa could literally feed the world and still be able to organize it where the animals could still have their migrations and do what they got to do. Man. Marcus Garvey has inspired every major African movement of the 20th century, both in Africa and in the Americas. Followers of Marcus Garvey's ideology, of course, were. Elijah Muhammad, Minister Farrakhan, Malcolm X, Marcus, Martin Luther King, also leaders of the independent Africa states. It's Julius Nyerere, Patrice Lumumba, Nelson Mandela, Jomo Kenyatta, Kwame Nkrumah, Thomas Sankara. Man tell you 
What a beautiful man. What a, what a great spirit. Marcus Mosiah Garvey. A lot of times, brothers and sisters, there are men and women in our history and our struggle that we must give great credit to and admire deeply because of their sacrifice. Their sacrifice. Many of us, because of how we live and things that we do, probably could not make that kind of sacrifice. You know? But this man made the ultimate sacrifice. Man. Marcus Garvey. Join the conversation. We have a lot in the queue here. Uh, hit, hit star twice lets me know that you want to get in and say a few things. Hit star twice. And uh, give us a call at 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. African Perspectives on the 135th birth date of the Honorable Marcus and Mosiah Garvey. Give us a call. Let's chop it up. Yeah, yeah, Mike Brown's my good brother, Mike Brown, out of Buffalo. Yeah. I sh- should ask him what do you think about the, the uh serve about the supermarket you opening at the same place. Yeah. Well, anyway. Um Africa. Marcus Garvey, never setting foot in Africa. Never setting foot in Africa. You know, that's deep. Because he loved Africa so much. It's just ironic. And he helped many get there. He developed all kinds of stuff. Uh, 334, 334, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Brother O.C. Black August, Black August. That's right. Black August, my brother, Black right over the head. I appreciate yes, you, man. Um, yeah. And um, I want to tell you, uh, thank you so very much for um, for reminding me. Um, I had to uh, uh, go to my library. I know that uh, there's a work called The Opinions and Philosophies of Marcus Garvey, right. of which I don't have, but I do have Marcus Garvey and the UNIA papers ah. um, that uh, – um, this is a, a, a Hill mm-hmm. is the author of a uh, two-volume set. And uh, that's where I've learned and studied uh, my Marcus Garvey right uh, information from. And and so um, dynamic, even in his younger years, even in his younger years in Jamaica, he was uh, a, a phenomenal individual. Uh, he never let anybody um, mess over him and mm-hmm. uh, disrespect him. You know that? Mm-hmm. And and so he had this. He was he came into this world with this kind of power, this kind of energy. And from his travels in his younger years, um, to see across South uh, uh, America and Central America um, the devastations that were done to darker-skinned people, I right. mean, that right. just galvanized him. Yes. It galvanized him. Yes. And man, I, I don't think you'll ever see anybody uh, like him in another. Uh, a year in years to come like that, right? Um, but uh, all praises and honor uh, uh, to the Honorable Marcus Messiah Garvey. And I, I just wanted to make sure that I threw my two cents right in on. and poured libations in his honor. I say. And, and yeah, and uh, uh, hopefully we can study 
more of this individual, study more of his persona, study more of his energies, uh, even bring it to the next level. I think Carlos Cooks was the next man uh, that came behind him and would have promoted his work even further. Um, so uh, I just had to uh, put in uh, my little small little piece right on. Uh, on this very spe- very special day. I say thank you so much, brother, brother Ted. Lewis, I, I appreciate you, man. Thanks a lot. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, what Marcus Garvey did as an organizer. I mean, twenty five thousand people in nineteen twenty at the Madison Square Garden. Are you kidding? Globally, over a million some people. Are you kidding? These are mind-boggling numbers, but real. He was one serious organizer. And then, of course, uh, when James Amy, Brother Marcus said Amy twice before. (laughs) But uh, Amy Ashworth, they stayed married for a couple years, but she she was a strong Pan-Africanist as well, but it was Amy Jacques. Because both of those wives did organizing and they helped him tremendously. But Amy Jacques, in fact, that's when you talk about the opinions and the quotes of Marcus Garvey, Amy Jacques Garvey put that out there, you know, and because she was serious, man, organizer herself. But, um, man, what this man was able to do without the Internet, without telephones, because remember, many people didn't at that time in 1920. We didn't have no phones in our home. If Very, 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 and I'm saying it real, very, very few did. And all the things that you had to go through using the phone. In fact, there was no direct dial. You had an operator who connected you. So sometimes you had a party line. So, you know, when you were talking on the phone, it wasn't no private conversation. But the Negro World newspaper a lot of information was transmitted by that. Like I said, it became outlawed, and in some places, you would be imprisoned for having it on your person, and especially uh, selling it and passing it out. See, we, brothers and sisters, then has today, and unfortunately tomorrow, we dealing with an evil entity. We're dealing with some people who. Uh, we're dealing with some people who want to continue to eliminate us. And yet we don't see, we keep begging and thinking that somehow, some way these people will, you know, uh, come to an epiphany and recognize the suffering of us and feel bad about what they have done to us. That's why to me, you know, when you have a people who still have their language, who still have their traditions, who still have their God, as opposed to, I remember I, I just read, I think it was last week, wasn't it? I gave a comparison of, of, of um, Nigeria and India under the treatment of the British, and I can't stand the British, under the treatment of the British. The British were not able to break India and make India accept their God. The British were not able to break the British, excuse me, the, the Indians and accept their government and their way of life. They weren't able to do that. Number one, because 
they were firm and, and they knew who they were. It's not like we didn't know who we were, but we were so deeply influenced and we were fragmented. See, they were, they were unified. They were committed. We, we were fragmented. And the European who's always been into divide and conquer, always been into manipulation, played on it. And so therefore, we accepted Christianity. We accepted white Jesus. I, I, I can't speak to uh, uh, Nigeria, but I believe just like Ghana. Pictures of white Jesus all over the damn place. All the posters and bumper stickers. Today, today, brothers and sisters, you will still see that today. I saw it the first time when I went there in the 90s, the middle 90s, and I was like, damn. I never forget, I stopped and took a picture of that poster or that billboard. Stop right then. Caller, let me let me take this call right here. Uh nine one nine. Nine one nine. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, brother Oshi. Good afternoon. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, thank good. you. Good. Uh every living human being on the earth is in a perpetual state of problem solving. Mm-hmm. Every day. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're in a perpetual state of problem solving. Right, to survive. Black people mm-hmm. have the most problems of all that they didn't create for themselves. Mm-hmm. And black people's problems are unique. So that if you don't have an African perspective or African point of view or African value system, you're not going to be able to solve your problems. You'll be confused. You'll be confused. Because you won't yeah. know the difference in joining the UNIA and joining the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you don't have an African value system, uh, Malefi Asante said that if a person bought something for $10 and sold it for $100, to a European, he'd be a good businessman. To an African, he'd be a thief. Hmm. Hmm. So the value of uh, Marcus Garvey and the UNIA and other organizations similar to that is the value of a African-centered mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to need that wherever you go. Right. Whatever situation you get in, you're going to have to be able to analyze it from the perspective of an African person. Mm-hmm. If you can't, you're going to get confused and you're going to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. That's right. And that's our problem. We don't look at things from an African perspective because we've been trained to hate Africa. We've been trained to hate what's black. You have many of our people, you know, and and of course the European has been able to do this globally. People who around the world at this very moment who are melanated, 
hate their skin, want to bleach their skin. They're not seen. You, if you go to places like Dominican Republic, you go to places in the in Southeast Asia because there are a lot of dark skinned people in Southeast Asia. But if you watch television, you would never know that they were there because everybody on television is, you know, looks close to mm-hmm. Caucasian. Same as India. Same with India. You know, so this problem is global. This problem is a global. Europeans have established European Caucasian extremism, racism, and privilege is a global phenomenon. And who and it hurts Africans the most because of it, it creates a, 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 a self hatred in us that it hurts our ability to trust one another, to believe in one another, to work with one another, to advance with one another. And that's what we need. We need functional unity. We ain't got to agree on every damn thing, but one thing we must agree on. I don't give a damn if you're Ghanaian or if you're Nigerian, if you're uh, 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 from Boston or Atlanta or whatever. We African. We're Africans. And that's what Marcus Garvey was saying. Exactly. And that's one thing that the European knows. If we come into that mind and begin to operate in that fashion, it's over for his ass. It's over. But we believe in the shit that these people have, 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 have put on us. His religion, his form of government, his, his modalities, his way of doing things. We believe in their, in their stuff as opposed to establishing it on our own. Yeah. Everything, everything Africa, everything black is unique. Even math. Mm-hmm. Two and two has never equaled four for black people. Mm-hmm. It never equaled four for black people. You've never gotten your proper share of anything. Mm-hmm. So you you know that when something gets ready to happen, that what happens to you is going to be different. That's right. And if you don't, if you're not able to, to function and prepare yourself to operate in 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 that system, mm-hmm. you're gonna always be disappointed and always be confused. That's right. Why didn't I get promoted? Where's my share? How come this happened to me? This is not fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not fair, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. All right, Baba. I appreciate it. Okay, you. thank you. Always. Thank you. Thank you. Uh 504 573 Yeah, hotel, Baba. Yes. Hotel, thank you. How you doing, Queen? How you been, sister? Where you been? You been doing okay? <laughs> you been all right? Yes. Good. I have and I am. All right. Yeah. Good. Yeah. They were, therefore I am. Okay. Well, so, it's a great day to call on Marcus Garvey's birthday. It's a great day to call. Man, I, I am so blessed and pleased that the Spirit mm-hmm. led me to tune in today. Tune right in. Usually I look up and it's like right now, quarter uh, is long. I'm like, oh my goodness, oh no. But, um, you know, for those who have ears, let him hear. Mm-hmm. For those who have eyes, let him 
No matter where you come from, no mind your nationality, mm-hmm. you have got the identity of what? Of an African. That's right. Of an African. So I like to say these things, and I hope I can say them all. First of all, I'd like to give big ups and big respect to Baba Rinoko Rashidi. Yes, great ancestor, my good brother, my good friend. Mine too. Yeah. Ours too. Yeah. He did the work. He put yeah. it in. He died where he lived, where he loved, and mm-hmm. where he worked. Mm-hmm. I say. And he, I say. So let it be. Mm-hmm. So even though he, I was praying that they left him there, that they returned him to the earth he came from. Mm-hmm. Even though his spirit is there, I know it is. Secondly, big up and big respect to Baba Marcus Messiah Clark. The work he has done as one one man, one man. Mm-hmm. If we, as individuals, can do some of that work. Man, huh? Well, I mean, no, he, you know, he did it as one man, but he, what, what he did is that he had the ability to make other men and possibly women come together and work and, and, and delegate, delegate some things, say, hey, I want you to do this, you do this, you do that. And these things were done. It's obvious, it's obvious, it's obvious because of the attendance and the numbers, the, the, the number of chapters, the, the, the millions of members. The convention in 1925, I'm finna go to a convention in, in Hartford, Connecticut. I doubt that there's going to be 400 people. I hope so. I'll find out. 400, 500 people. But he had 25,000. 25,000 in Madison, the old Madison Square Garden. And, and the Liberty Hall they had there in New York could hold 6,000 people and on a constant basis basis he had meetings there with that many brothers and sisters in attendance so yeah I'll say say. yeah Yeah. that's what I mean is is each one of us who are consciously conscious and aware of who Africa and what Africa is just one of you know yeah we need uh, we need us that's a testament to that we need us all Mm -hmm. we need us all Whatever work you can do, do. Yeah. You know, I'm just, yeah. so, you know, thank you, Baba, for putting in the work. Thank you for, you know, being the gatekeeper. I appreciate And holding it. that beacon of light and hope and work and awareness and teaching. I want to thank you. Nobody gives you your big ups. Let me give it to you right now on I this say. blessed day. Thank you, my sister. Thank you, my sister. Good to hear from you, Queen. Nobody else gonna say it. I'm saying it. Right on, Queen. (laughs) Queen Lumumba. And don't nobody else see it. I see it. Mm -hmm. Queen Lumumba. Listen, I'll be gone, but I know they're gonna have a great day on Saturday at the Shrine of the Black Madonna. Their celebration of Marcus Garvey Day this Saturday at the Shrine of the Black Madonna. So on on Abernathy. I say, my sister. Peace. And every. Great, Marcus, and all of them. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. 
every day we should celebrate that. Oh, yeah. You know, we, you don't oh, have to yeah. relegate things one day. We live every day. We work every day. That's right. We give every day to other people. Oh. So, and, you know, we to don't me, have every to day. expect nobody to pardon yeah. him. No. Every, every day is a celebration of being African. Every day, as far as I'm concerned, of course. Every day. Thank you, Baba. Right, Every day, Every celebrate. Day. And we don't have to expect nobody to no. pardon him. Like you say, no. we should be proud no. of who we are. That's right. All right, my okay. sister. Hotel. So thank you, Baba, for right. being a gatekeeper. All right, peace. All right. 347-347, good afternoon. Hey, O.C., I got a quick, I got a quick question for you since we're talking about Garvey. Let me ask you this. Who do you think has used the teachings and the plan of Marcus Garvey more? Other races or black people? Oh, <laughs> other races ain't us. <laughs> okay. All right. Other, least, other groups. You, I mean, at least you're honest, at least you hey, honest about it. Yeah. And you're not going to sit up playing romanticize. No, I'm going to be real. You know, I'm real, brother. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Because, you know, cause, a lot of Negroes like to romanticize and fantasize and all that other bullshit yeah. about Garvey, but don't believe in the teachings of Garvey. Don't practice the teachings right. of Garvey. Right. Really don't understand what Garvey was trying to do. And I find it to be kind of disrespectful and a joke. So right. that's I mean, when I just laugh. Right, because was about sacrifice. Garvey was about commitment. Right. Garvey was about sincerity. Garvey was all of those things that, that changed a direction, that changed a direction from where you was with these crackers to where you're going to go with liberty, self-respect, and self-determination, sovereignty, and all those things. That's what, that's what Garvey was about. Now, Africans he, for the Africans. That's right. That's what Garvey, that's that what Garvey was about. That and every other nationality using his teaching and his mm-hmm. principle to do what? Move themselves forward. Exactly. And the Negro just keep on chasing behind the cracker. That's right. Trying to figure out how we could be better loved by the cracker. I mean, that's some serious, serious sugar honey I see. Listen. When hundreds of years after your enslavement, your brutalization, your rape, and all of that, you still trying to find ways to get acceptance from your abuser, oppressor, and rapist. That's like that's just how effing sick we are as a as a people. I don't understand how you as a African understanding what your ancestors have been through could ever not want to put a cracker to death. It just it just doesn't. It, and, and when I say it, people get mad you about talk, it. You're t- always Jay, you're talking. Jay, you're, you're, let me finish. Let me finish. I always ask him this fundamentally question. What would you do to a person that murdered and raped and brutalized your mother? And only the sickest of sickest Christian Negroes will say, I would give it to the Lord and forgiveness. And all I do is look at them, turn to the right, and walk the F away. Because you're trained. I know that Negro, I got to kill him first. Because you're trained. To love your enemy. That's all the Negroes are. You're trained to love it and forgive your enemy. That Christian thing. Wasn't it sickening? Wasn't it sickening in in, in South Carolina at the church? 
Had those all those oh, niggas started forgetting that sickening. cracker? Wasn't it sickening in and Dallas? That's why I didn't give a damn about it. Wasn't it that's sickening why in I Dallas? Have, I didn't feel yeah. no sympathy for them. You I know? didn't care. I didn't care about them. I didn't care. No, when that family member talked about, I'm going to ask the Lord for forgiveness and not forgive them. At that point in time, I said, fuck them. And that was my feeling. And, and they ain't looked back since. Because I ain't for that game. How you going to rape and kill my mother and brutalize and rape my brother and brutalize and rape my sister and I'm supposed to have a smitten of love for you? I mean, just think about the psychological damage and the process of buck breaking and all of the other things that the white man did to our people when they first got here. Just think about the brutalization right. that our people went through. Right. And then you're going you gonna to look and you're going to say to yourself, well, I forgive them because thou don't know whatever that nonsense. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Nigga, well, you sick. Yeah. You never yeah. forgive no, nobody for doing that. You going to forgive the person that killed your mother? I ain't yeah. never going to forgive her. I'm going to try and figure out a way to kill him. And if we was really, really about something, as a people, if we couldn't get to them, we should kill his mother, his father, his children, his wife, his dog, his cat, his rabbit, whatever <laughs> the fuck he got. We should just kill hey, him because hey. we can't get a hold of him. Hey, they, don't they Bible say the same thing? Kill everything and everybody just they kill, kill everything. everything. Kill everything because that's what they Man, practice. Yeah. But that's subjective. That's a, see, that's the crazy thing about it. That's subjective to what they think, yeah. but not what you should think right. and what you should feel. Well, listen, you shouldn't follow certain well, listen, phrases. Jay, I got to get out of here, man, early because I, I really do. Hey, hey, listen. So, but listen, oh, Jay, I appreciate you, man. We're going to be back Friday, right? Oh, yeah. I got the uh, Watch Stack uh, uh, piece on and Friday, you, man. And you all... And you all fall next week, right? Yep, all next week. Well, hey, oh. I got your boy, Franklin Jones. Boogie Boogie Jones? On Wednesday. I talked to him into it. God have mercy. <laughs> God have mercy. All I right. got Franklin right. Jones well, on Wednesday. Well, I, 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 saw, I saw something he wrote on The Matrix online <laughs> yesterday, and I just okay. had, to, I had to laugh at it. But I hope you can get um, Dr. Rogers and maybe someone else to come in and fill in Monday okay. or Friday. I'm going I'm, I'm, to try, my brother. I'm going to try see what's happening. All right. Well, listen, okay. all I can say is, Boogie Woogie Jones, we look forward to your nonsense. Hotel, okay, man. And talk to you later. Hotel. Uh, Mama Nabantu. Yes. Mama Nabantu, uh, to be, why don't you, why don't you end the program with that, uh, with that, uh, to be African. Yes. Around Yeah. Okay. 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 To be for African. The yeah. African power for the triumph of African nationhood, we pledge to our African nation, to the building of a better people and a better world. Our total devotion, our total resources, and the total power of our mortal lives. We are the first and the last, the Alpha and Omega. We pledge to think African, speak African, pray African, love African, buy African and love Africa and be African because we are African. We'll do African things today to ensure us of a united African state tomorrow. 
On the count of Tatu, let's all say Harambe wherever you are. Moja and Billy Tatu. Harambe. 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 Let's all put together, brothers and sisters. Right on. Thank you. Thank you, Mama Nabantu. Harambe. Let's pull together. (laughs) Brothers and sisters, we end this program like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed. This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind. But not just the M-I-N-D, but the M-I-N-E, because under the feet of African people lies all of the resources that everybody wants, think they can't do it out, and they've shown hell, damn it, don't want to pay for it. Brothers and sisters, you have a blessed and wonderful day. Shim Hotep means go in peace. Asante Sana means thank you. Beaver Hodier means our victorious destiny. Brothers and sisters, we will be victorious. Peace, family. Peace. Peace.